the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And wow, it's uh, just a wonderful day. Wonderful day just to be waking up and, you know, walking around with a smile on your face. It's a wonderful day. I got one of my very, 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 very best friends, and I consider him my, my mentor. He, he he knows it. You know, I, I consider him my mentor in a lot of ways because um, this man is so knowledgeable, so full of wisdom, you know, and he's on a journey. He's on a fight, and we all sometimes are on a fight in a journey, but we have to have the perseverance the understanding, the strength, and the positive attitude just to keep it going. His name is Frank Westall, and we're going to talk about his journey. A wonderful, wonderful man. Doing wonderful. Michelle, you know, I'd be remiss if I did not uh, introduce my great co-host, Michelle Cooley. How are you doing? I am doing great. It is hump day. I hope it is, but it's hump day, it's Wednesday, um, it's the middle of the week, we've been doing really good. Wow, you know, <laughs> yeah, I tell you, this this guest that we have on today, Michelle, and I've been knowing this man uh, for quite some time. I remember uh, when I was running for city council, and city council and mayor in Temecula, this man stepped up to the plate and just uh, organized my campaign, and we almost pulled it off. <laughs> we almost pulled that off. So I'm so grateful uh, for this this great man. And uh, Michelle, I want to get this show started. Can you tell our audience what the title of today's show and the purpose of today's show? The title of today's show is One Step Away, Frank Westall's Journey. And the purpose of today's show is getting to know the background of entrepreneur, father, grandfather, and great-grandfather, Frank Westall. Learn about his background growing up in a military family and discussing his career in the tech industry. Frank's going to talk about his journey regarding his health challenges and how it changed him, his family, basically his life. And to learn about the social media posting he has regarding the journey he is on. Wow. Can you please introduce this great man? Yes. Frank Westall. Worked 36 years in the tech industry, having been involved in multiple tech startups, software game publishing, and software utilities. He created the first software game agency, Strategic Alliance Partners, representing developers and games. He created the first theme multi-gaming center, partnering with companies such as Mindscape, ID Software, Activision, and Blizzard. He's a co-founder of the parent company of MySpace, first social media platform. On the tech sector industry, Frank was also a chef, restaurateur, and grill master. In addition to his careers, at the age of 44, he had to have open-heart surgery. Ten years later, he had to have another open-heart surgery at age 55. Finally, at the age of 59, he figured he needed something extra to add to these amazing desserts, so he topped it off with a massive heart attack, and he called that the Widowmaker. So there, Frank was not able to walk up a flight of stairs without resting, being severely depressed. That got boring very quickly, so he decided he'd be a writer of things, teller of stories. Frank has started a little cardio per his doctor's orders, but, you know, that bored him quickly, and he hated to run. Instead, he started to pick up small weights, and he realized that all he had to do was pick up the weight and put it down and did not have to run or walk far. <laughs> so he went on to the internet and social media like Facebook and started to see different programs to exercise using weights. 
the amazing thing on social media is you get to see people from all different walks of life who also have an interest in lifting weight. So now Frank knew his target audience and started to look for individuals who had a good story utilizing strength training. But first, he had to tell his. It happened one day a long time ago, and we're letting Frank Westell share his journey with us. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, welcomes back Frank Westall and to Frank, the show. Frank, welcome back to the show, my friend. It's always a pleasure. Much. Always a pleasure having you on the show. Always a pleasure. So can you tell our listening audience a little bit more about you, just in case Michelle missed something? First of all, I'm in my car. I apologize. I just finished a chemotherapy session. But it's really about character and, and the beginning of wisdom. and change. You know, people say you don't. You really don't change once you reach a certain stage in your life, and and that's really not true. The body changes every seven years; all the cells are redone in the body. And and you know, for me, you know, the it began when I was I was military dependent. I was born in Okinawa, and my father was in the military for thirty five years. He started off as a actually he started off in the Merchant Marines when he was fifteen. Couldn't get into World War Two. And he served there for two years, and then at 17, he joined the service. I knew my father as my father, but I didn't know him as a military man, really, because he kept all that to himself. So he'd gone through three wars, World War II, Korean War, and the uh, Vietnam War. And he, <clears throat> and from what I saw, you know, he started off as a private, got field commissions through battle, and he ended up as a lieutenant colonel when he... Uh, you know, retired, eventually passed away from Agent Orange, which was something that they did in Vietnam to clear the foliage. And uh, he, it wasn't until we went to his funeral, which was in Arlington. And because he had two silver stars, two bronze stars, two purple hearts, or maybe three bronze stars, they gave him a full military uh, service with 21-gun salute, you know, horse and carriage. And, and that's when we start. I started to see that all the words that he would give me, I kind of blew them off as a kid, but I started to understand because by that time I was a young adult. And um, it kind of started to sink into me as to who he was. And, uh, you know, you know, as a military dependent, we had to change lives constantly. Every two to three years, we lived in another place. So when I, from the age of, you know, when I was first born to the age of 18, I think we traveled three different countries, seven different states, not traveled, but lived in those, and no more than two to three years at a time. So I got to see different views of countries and the people. And when I was a kid, I lived in Georgia. And at that time, you know, there was still black and white separation, even in our water fountains in our school. To California, where when I was, you know, a young teenager, 12, 13 years old, I had a a ballet scholarship to the San Francisco Ballet Company on Haight-Ashbury Street, which was the beginning of the center of the way California eventually became. I didn't know it at the time, but it started to set on how I reacted to people. Um, and, and in doing so, basically, what I ended up doing was, you know, I, when I became a young man, I went after high school, I went to college and it didn't work out for me. I, I couldn't settle on it. So I ended up getting married too young, divorced, but I had ended up having two young daughters that I had custody of. And I had to, I had actually just been laid off from one of my jobs, which was a tech job. And I just gotten into the tech industry. And, and I was living with my sister who's deaf, my brother-in-law who's deaf, his two daughters, my two daughters and myself in a two-bedroom apartment with no job, no prospects for anything. And... You know, I was. I went to my father and I said, you know, Dad, could I come back and live here? He said, no, son, you made a decision. Your daughters can live here, but you need to step out on your own and make your life. And I thought it was kind of harsh, but I understood. So I started thinking what I could do. And I really didn't do well in as an employee. I, I really didn't fit in that mold. I don't know why. I just didn't. And I remember hearing a commercial about Remington razors. This this, this 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 guy turned around on this commercial. It was several years earlier. He said, you know, I love this company so much, I bought the razor. And I started researching him, and he did what was called leverage buyouts. And I didn't know what that meant. And remember, when you researched back then, you had to go to the library. You couldn't, you know, you just couldn't pull anything up. 
So what I saw was that he used the company's asset that went into bankruptcy to buy that company from the judge. So I thought, oh, maybe I can do that. You know, ignorance is everything because it doesn't stop you from doing stuff. So I went to the courthouse, found out when it was at, and that software company that I had got laid off of had gone into bankruptcy. So I went there and expecting to see other creditors there and, you know, trying to take the company in. Nobody was there. And I offered the judge, I think I was 26 years old. I offered the judge a certain dollar amount paid over 12 months. And that's when I started my tech industry entrepreneurship. And I had no experience in it. I didn't understand it. So, but going to college was seven years behind technology. The classes they were teaching didn't help. So I started reading and talking to people and understanding how the business worked, how entrepreneurship worked. And I took that software company and I started selling the software out of my sister's apartment. And this was before PCs were even invented. And um, it was pretty interesting because it's taught me how to step up and move forward. And nothing looked like a failure to me. No matter how many steps back, it just looked like it was a teaching spot, uh, a way of doing things. So, you know, like many people, I just glommed into that industry and I became very focused. I, contrary to taking care of my daughters, I ended up getting married again to my beautiful wife of 37 years. And she really took over taking care of the, my daughters and raising them. Well, I became self-centered and focused in business. And that's kind of where I started to step into the wrong path because it was all about ego, all about myself, nothing about my family, nothing about my friends. It was only about success. And that is where people kind of viewed who I was. And then something happened, which was... Uh, why don't you hold that phone? Because we, we got to take a station break. But we want to... We're going to come back, and we're going to delve back into this and uh, delve into the story uh, and talk about the journey. And, again, uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 888 It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. 
Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. We got this remarkable man, Frank Westall. And I tell you, we, we're talking about a remarkable man, knowing um, I, I consider him one of my best friends. I mean, if I need something, advice or whatever, he's going to tell you the honest answer. Frank, now, so uh, your father's military career took you guys all over, and you guys went to a lot of different countries and lived in a lot yes. of different things. and. And, and sound like he was a tough man. How did, uh, you know, all of that traveling and just uh, watching your father and learning from him, how did that impact your life? At the time, I didn't think it had any impact because he was from the school that says your word is your bond and the best thing you can have in life is credit. And if you can't have your word as your bond, then there's no value in who you are. I thought that was kind of baloney. So my life went to the way that I wanted it to be, which was about myself. And that was, I started the tech industry, you know, at 28, 26. And then, you know, 18 years later, it's about 42 years old, I died. And basically, I had, I had heart failure. And I was at home when it happened. And uh, you know, God didn't want me to leave at that point, so I was revived by my nephew, uh, but I had apparently not breathed or had any heart rate for a minute, minute and a half. And the only way I knew that was because when I went to the, the hospital, they showed that all my blood vessels from my face all the way through my eyeballs, I looked like Darth Maul uh, from Star Wars. Uh, they were all broken and split up, and I had vacated myself, which was one of the reasons everything happens when you die. So you would think that I would turn around and my character would change. And, you know, I said I was going to change and my life was going to be better. And I was on top of the world at the time. I just merged my Yahoo uh, company. I started with Yahoo with another company to create my and that eventually bought MySpace. But I still became self-centered and egotistical and selfish. So that was that point. You know what, Frank, um, um, a near-death experience, sometimes, like you said, it, it can change a person. And you said that um, at least your first experience, it, you did not change. Why do you believe that first experience did not change you or change the way you saw and view life? So, so you know, character is something that is the moral compass or the negative of the moral compass of who you are. If you have years and years of having a certain type of way of doing things, uh, you know, God gives you a, a wake-up call, and it's up to you whether you wake up and make that change. And, and I think what happened with me, well, I know what happened with me. All those habits I built up over the decades, at first I wanted to change them, and then slowly I forgot about wanting to change and I started falling back into who I was, which was not a good thing. Um, I, you know, I might have been successful in my business attempts, but my success in life, personality, family and friends was was not there. And I, I think that that's why God continued to <laughs> work on me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, after that, I didn't change. You know, it went on for the next nine years, and I was very successful in all these things. And I had shoulder surgery, and I ended up having a bacterial infection, which put me out, put me in the hospital for two weeks and bedridden for three months. And I almost died from that. And you would think that would change me. But, uh, you know, it, it, it got me out of my career. I kind of semi-retired. But a few months after that, the doctors told me they had to open heart surgery again because they didn't know if the bacteria got onto the valve, which was a bovine valve, because it doesn't have any way of defending itself. So they had to cut me open, uh, hammer my chest open, and they had me spread out for seven hours because it was so such a difficult surgery to replace that valve. That led on to uh, a couple of years of intense depression where you didn't think about changing you didn't think about anything but the great cloud over your head um but it was interesting because my wife did say that i started to change somewhat and i started to be a little bit more introspective 
I started not to care about business as much, although I did stay involved. I, I ended up doing becoming a, I wanted to be creative, so I became a chef, a restaurateur. A, you know, I, I, I thought that was going to be a great thing, and I was very good at it. I am very good at it, <laughs> but it's hard work, especially if you've had two open-heart surgeries. So as time went on, uh, I ended up a few years later having that massive heart attack. It's interesting because I had it in the emergency room because my doctor who I went to visit said, you just need to go down and get an x-ray. And to walk into the room and then have this massive, it's called the Widowmaker because 90% of people don't survive it. To have it there in script with nothing but doctors and nurses because there was nobody in the hospital. It was a Wednesday afternoon, the hospital's at the beach, so nobody was in emergency. And within 45 minutes, they had stopped the heart attack and put a stent in me. And it was at that point that, you know, three times in the head, four times in the head, you know, God's saying, you know, you got to look at your life. And I started to look at it. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, I didn't like what I had seen before. But I thought, well, how am I going to change? I, I, I don't understand how this works. And, you know, to say you're going to do something or say you're going to be a certain way isn't the same thing as being that way. And so for me, it started with the weightlifting. And um, that's that's when I started to see other people. I first contacted them over Facebook and Instagram. And then I started to go to these powerlifting meets and strongman meets and writing articles about people that overcame things, women that had been abused, that used strength training to to give them a lot of belief in themselves, uh, guys that have literally had one leg and one arm ripped off from a motorcycle accident that used weightlifting to become bodybuilders and com- compete, they were amazing stories. And their stories are what started showing me a path on what I can and I can't do. And it was during that time that my brother-in-law, Alan, uh, and his wife and his children moved in with us for a few years because he had a multiple myeloma, which is a form of cancer. He'd been fighting it for 13 years. And, you know, he was in our, he was living downstairs in our living room when he uh, finally passed with his family around him. And he was only 54 years old. So he had struggled tremendously. And I've seen that. And his strength was so strong that it was just incredible because he wanted to see his children graduate and go to college and he did that and he stayed for that point and then nine days later um i had gone to the doctors nine days later they told me i had a colorectal cancer my wife was devastated for me when the doctor told me i said well this is going to be an interesting journey and he was like what and i you know it's funny because i'd gone through so much and I had faith in God that it would allow me to do that. So now I've been on five months of uh, six months, I think, of chemotherapy. And um, I had stage four metastasis, which is next to end of life cancer. And after they did the initial treatment, um, the metastasized cancer, which is, you know, in the heart, the kidneys and other portions of the body had disappeared. The main cancer was still there, but they were trying to see if it would shrink. And it's through this journey that I decided to do social media and tell people in one-minute segments what I went through each time in hopes that other people would get checked. And I've had dozens of people tell me that they're getting checked or gotten checked. And I have hundreds upon hundreds of people that comment and react what they've lived through. So that is how my character started to change and how I started to understand a little bit about wisdom. So that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm in that stage where they want me to, they want to do another check on me because they see a little, little bit of activity in the main uh, cancer area and they want to see whether it's grown or not. And uh, you know, I put my faith in God and my doctors and my family and my friends and and that's all that's really important in life because nothing else really matters except for your relationship with God and the people around you and trying to give back based on the blessings that you've been given. Amen. Amen. Hold that thought. I want to pick this up 
and continue to talk about this shortly after the break. You know, so uh, uh, listen, audience. If you want to be part of this great conversation again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We'll be back shortly after the break with more of Frank Westall's journey. It's your life. I'm James Corey. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true-life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Now, we, we, we got my good friend, Frank Westall. And uh, he was telling us about the Widowmaker. And he was telling us about uh, his journey and the journey that he's on uh, currently. And um, one thing I got to say that it, it takes a lot of strength. And it takes a lot of perseverance to stay focused. Frank, you are that guy. You always focus. You always looking ahead, and you always are setting a positive example for others. And I just want to commend you on that one. But uh, Frank, I, I know the Lord. We we all get our strength from the Lord, and sometimes we get frustrated and and uh, probably want to turn our head away from that a little bit. And sometimes it's kind of hard. For us to just stay focused, but uh, you, I have known you, you always are focused regardless of what's going on in your life. For some some of our listening audience out here that might be going through similar to the same thing that you're going through, what advice would you give them? You know, someone told me when I first found out that I had cancer, a friend of mine sent me to another friend out of Arizona who had gone through the same kind of cancer 15 years earlier. And when I called him, he was actually... Part, he was worked for a pharmacy company that actually sold cancer medication, so he was very familiar with uh, the cancer. And he said to me, he goes, the number one thing that you have to be isn't just positive, but you have to be happy. You have to find things to laugh at. Because if you do that, endorphins and all kinds of things kick in, and it takes away that, that shade of depression. And that shade of fear, that shade of, of uh, you know, uh, not knowing if you're going to live or die. So that was really interesting to hear that because uh, it's great advice. And I have a, a friend who's a professor at USC, or, and he's a, a professor of film, short filmmaking. And he created a software product uh, uh, application that plays in uh, cancer patients and hospitals on their TV. And they're one minute short, very funny things that while they're getting their treatment, they can watch it and they laugh. And, and it changes 
the way their treatment works. It makes it more positive. The other thing I did was don't think that this is the end of your life. You know, I, I created three projects that I've been thinking about for decades and, and well, two of them. And then this one is called Crush Cancer, uh, oldmanliftingcrushcancer.org, uh, which is going to be to give back to athletes that are strength athletes that don't have the financial wherewithal. The other one was taking my catering company and my and rebuilding it up with partners. And the last one was a software, because that's where it came from, software fit application that is utilizes AI. And I've been working on those during the three days that I can be active during after chemo. So be active, be very active, be positive, and laugh. And I want people to understand that it's just part of the journey of what we go through in life. And the more we understand it, the easier it is for us to fall through with it. And also pray, a lot of prayer, tons of prayer. And getting prayer and support from family and friends is critically important. That's the advice I would give. You know, I, and I know this sounds like it's about me, but there's every person out there that goes through things that I go through and much worse, much, much worse. So it's just, if I can just give a little bit back and let people understand a little bit and get somebody to get checked, that's critically important. Because if one person's life can be saved just by some video I put on social media, uh, you know, I'm blessed, regardless of what happens to me. Wow. You know, so you have created uh, a tons of one minute videos uh, that you that you post. Um, what do you get your thought from when you're doing it to do it? It, it just come to you or you already got it planned? No, on? no, I, no. I'm actually in the chair at chemo or I'm about to enter in or I actually leave. And, and I try to show the, you know, the equipment. I try to explain what I'm going through. And because, it, you know, we, I come from a generation where cancer is treated like cancer. You know, they don't want to say it out loud. So when I talk, most of the people I reach are our age. And I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that respond, thousands and thousands of you. And it's, they never focus on who I am. They focus on what I'm going through. And that's really the critical part because cancer is something that it's insidious. You can't see it. You know, it just is there and then you're dead. Chemotherapy, you can see, you can feel it. You understand it's a poison. It's trying to kill another poison. So I want people to see what they go through so they don't have to go through it. Get checked, get it early and get cured. Tell us about the incredible medical team that has surrounded you on your health journey and what, you know, what, what they have given you during this, um, these, these trials. Well, you know, that's really interesting because uh, I go through insure, uh, scripts, which is uh, a top research uh, uh, medical group as well as uh, you know, hospitals and doctors. And it was my one doctor, my primary doctor, Dr. Zane, who actually saved my life with the Widowmaker. He just had a feeling. Then he kept telling me to get this check. He told me to get checked at 55, at 60, at 65. I didn't do it. Finally, he said, listen, Frank, I'm going to send you this, this, this box that you can just do at home. Send it in. I said, okay, I'll do it because I didn't want to get an exam. I did it. And he said, you know, it's only about 70% possibility but it shows that you're positive so you need to get checked that's when i went in and get checked and i when i got the initial exam the doctor came out within 10 minutes of having the exam said yeah you've got colorectal cancer just like that then he called me in the evening and he apologized for his abruptness but i appreciated it and then i got to meet four doctors now chemotherapy radiation surgical doctor i mean uh, these doctors they told me that they met every Thursday in the Scripps Cancer Center, and there's dozens and dozens of doctors. Every Thursday, they talk about each one of their patients. They go around to each other and get advice and, and challenge each other on what they're doing. And so I knew that happened. Then when I went in and started to get the, uh, the chemotherapy, I saw these nurses, dozens of them, and the way they reacted to the people, they were nothing but positive every minute I was there. Uh, they, 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 
and some of them had been doing it for 20 years, treating people with cancer. And I said, you must have had an amazing, amazing journey in, in seeing things. And they said, they all agreed and said that there was just incredible things that happened. Thing is that I was probably one of the younger people that goes into chemotherapy, but the people that, <laughs> that are like 70, 80, 90 years old are hysterical. They are very positive. And it's all because this team of, of doctors and nurses who only focus on you when you go in there. They want to know how you're doing. And it becomes more of a, you know, a familiar kind of feel as opposed to this stern doctor nurses, the way they treat you when you go into the doctor's appointment or into a hospital. They know that you are fighting and struggling for your life. And they have that sympathy and more importantly, empathy of what you're going through. And the doctors are incredible because, you know, they have portals now that you, you see whatever the doctor does, he reports it on the portal and you can see it. Whatever he says, you can see it. So you're also able to tell him something. So I would give my doctors interesting information from the medical uh, journals and he would explain to me why I can or I can't do it, when I could or I couldn't do it. And they, they're part of a 50... Uh, 50 different research centers around the country that's focused on cancer. So Scripps by far is the best I've ever seen. The people are incredible. I mean, to the point where I made sushi for them and made cookies. <laughs> oh man, doing that kind of thing. So, you know, you, you want to try to give back and, and uh, it's got to be more than just saying thank you because, you know, they get paid for what they do, but they decide to do what they're doing. I mean, it's not like they had to do this job. They chose to do this job. So these people care very much about who you are and how to get you out of your predicament. Very much. You, we have to smile. We have to laugh. We have to, to stay positive, uh, especially when you're working with a team. They're positive because they want to do all they can. I mean, I, I do want to say I, one thing, though, and this is probably the most important thing is uh, my wife. My wife has totally, I mean, she's a professional. She has a career. We have a 100% handicapped daughter that while I'm ill, she has to take care of. And she has been the most incredible individual I've ever known, supporting me, our daughter, all those things. And that you cannot even put aside. It is the most important thing in my life as uh, having a partner who cares for you, and support you in every way possible. We got to take a station break because we got to pay the bills. But we're going to come back and continue this great conversation with Frank Westall. We'll be back shortly after the break with It's Your Life. I'm James Coley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. And we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego streaming now on TuneIn.com and Odyssey.com. 
It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. We have a great guest today talking about his journey. The title of today's show is One Step Away, Frank Westall's Journey. Frank, you know, you have shown incredible strength and courage, you know, during this journey. Has there been times where... You know, you might have gone through a, a, a pity party or just say, why me? I mean, of course, uh, yes, yeah. actually it happened this past weekend. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had, you know, my family around and that was amazing and great. And they're very supportive. My uh, met my latest granddaughter. I don't know if you saw the picture on Facebook. <laughs> oh, okay. It was hysterical. Um, so what happened was I started thinking about all these things and most importantly I started thinking about God and you know from my faith you know Christ and and how do I get to know what that's all about I mean that's really important because we talk about believing in 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 uh, in a God and 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 but believing and actually feeling and being a part of it is something and I couldn't understand you know how do I do this this is so difficult this you know if I'm gonna die what is gonna happen to me and what's gonna happen to my family and then I saw a post, a link to an old friend of ours, Drake Charles. And this was from a several years ago. And Drake Charles was this, yeah, he was this specimen, six foot seven, 260. He was, uh, he's a young man in his 30s. And he uh, was married and uh, he talked to, he got on and started, and he was head of Linfield High School and he was on top of the world. And he said, you know, he was talking in, in, to an audience and he said, I, I, I want you to, to know that I was on top. It's not about me. I was on top of the world. And, and I said, God, give me your challenge. I'm ready for you. And then three months later, I find out I have this nerve disease that's going to kill me. And there's nothing that can be done. And he goes, you know, you can know God by Googling him. You can know God by hearing about him. But you don't really know God unless it's something that's visceral. He goes, it's like the Grand Canyon. You can see the Grand Canyon on pictures, but until you go there, you won't know the Grand Canyon. Until you start descending into the Grand Canyon, you won't know it even, you'll know it better. Until you're at the bottom, you see what it's about. He goes, and that's the journey that I'm going through. Because now I know this is what God gave to me. And God's gonna save me physically or save me spiritually. I'm gonna be with him one way or another. Help me to understand my process and what I'm going through and, and who God is and, and how God reacts into my life. Because I'm blessed. Everyone is giving blessings by God. It's what you do with those blessings that count. How do you make, take those blessings and give it back? So that's what helped me to kind of get out of my, my pity party. Because here this guy, Drake Charles, and I saw him descend physically and he stayed incredibly positive until he passed and his his wife is carrying on his mission is to to let people know what it's like to know who god really is and that's that's kind of the thing that's happening with me because you know at the end of your life i'm gonna die regardless because i'm 66 and at some point in my life age is gonna get to me if nothing else but what happens during that process and what happens after is really important to us as human beings, you know, because we need to have something that goes beyond, you know, riches and physical things and, and even the love of our family. What's going to happen with us and where are we going to go and what are we going to do? And if you just have that understanding that you can walk and you'll be taken care of, kind of takes a little bit of the pressure off of you. Not all of it, but a little bit of it. So that's kind of how I did it. Wow. You, by pity party. <laughs> you know, you just mentioned something that I think is so important, and, uh, and a lot of us don't even think about nothing like that. It's legacy. Legacy. Uh, what we do we want to be remembered by? What do we want to uh, our kids, our grandkids, our other generations of families to come? Those are the types of things that I think that's that's so important in life. You know, being you, living that life, uh, being uh, honored, and also being able to pass down 
to generations and generations to come. I, yes, this is me. You know, family, family is everything. But um, we have to always, you know, set the example, just like I said, regardless of what situation or circumstances that we're going through. You know, so I want to kind of change uh, a little bit. Uh, I want to, uh, how can we get the word out? I mean, really get the word. I know you got a few things that's coming up uh, in the next few months that you and I had talked about. What are some of the right. things that we can do to get the word out that, hey, it's important that we follow the recommendation from the doctor on, and all other type of things so that uh, we can stay healthy and stay current? I, I think that, you know, obviously we have the ability to communicate worldwide instantly in a way that's never been done before in our, our, our world. And, you know, social media is part of it. But but also having people that support you. This this shirt I'm wearing is kind of kind of fat. Is uh, was created by caregivers, nurses, physical therapists, and they just did it for fun five years ago. And they're doing millions and millions of dollars of t-shirt sales every year. And they have millions of followers, and they want to support. You know what I'm going to do when I do it. So the thing is that you've got to. Find those people that have a commonality that have connections, like my grandson. My grandson graduated when he was 20 from San Francisco University. When he, in three years, he graduated. Then he decided he wanted to become a filmmaker, and, and he started connecting. and He's doing NBA. He's doing NFL people. He's he, and he's connecting with these people who are referring him. So if the story's right and the story's proper and it's interesting. I think that, uh, you know, social media. Uh-oh. I, I think we might have lost uh, Frank for a second. The best way to get you out, especially you, especially your, what you're doing is creating this positivity and this character building show where, from people that come in and they only look at how to be, nothing is a failure. Everything is one step of away from being a success. And it's not a two steps back or one step forward. It's just a teaching. So taking those people and glomming them on to the, to the uh, Instagram and in a way that's interesting. You know, in a way that's interesting on Facebook where people will start to follow the story. You know, and I think that you're doing the right thing. I mean, TV radio you're expanding i mean it's it's and it's all word of mouth for what you're doing you know there's no advertising like in the old days it has to be word of mouth but you can also use technology and and you know there's there's ways of working on instagram and some of the other social media that increases the awareness but you want the right kind of people to come listen to your show so you don't want just anyone you know i i've watched your show start from the beginning and it's incredibly growing the people you have, I'm embarrassed to be on the show. I said to my wife, what am I going to talk about? I mean, I am not anything like these these successful people in, in their careers. Uh, you know, I'm just this old man lifting who lifts weights and has had a bunch of physical things, which I probably caused half of them myself, you know. So, uh, you know, it's the people you have on are quality, and that's going to only increase your audience, and that's only going to increase the that's the message you're getting out, which is positive character building, which is understanding and ha learning what wisdom is about. It's not just about, you know, once you get in karate and you're a black belt, you're really not at the peak. You're at the beginning. So learning about understanding what wisdom is, that goes full circle back to my father. Everything, the legacy that you talk about, it's not me to my children. It's my father to my grandchildren. I see them, and they're much like him in the way they view things in life. Strong character, good character, and thinking things through positively and careful. And I think that your show is doing that, and your show will grow and grow and grow. Wow. You know, hey, Frank, we're down to about the last two minutes of the show. Uh, what is some uh, two takeaways uh, real quickly, that uh, you're, you want to listen or just take away? Um, one, obviously, is, I, you know, women now, they're saying at the age of 50, should get checked for cancer. Colon cancer is one of the 
the widest spread of cancers there is. And it's very curable. So women, men, get checked. Take the home uh, test. Just do that. And, and, you know, take the pressure off your family and your friends and your loved ones from when you get sick. Stop it before it happens. That's one thing. The second thing is, um, you know, I think that understanding and and believing and and acting upon what you understand and believe is critically important in your life because character counts. You know, you're one step away from being in a positive environment, a greatly positive environment. All you have to do is take that step. So I think those, and uh, the third one is uh, tremendous faith. Wow. Real quickly, uh, how can you know somebody inspired from this uh, interview, how could they get in touch with you if they wanted to reach out? And uh, just, uh, they can uh, message me on Facebook. I get, I get dozens and hundreds, actually, of messages from Facebook. I actually have my alma mater from my high school in Japan. Uh, Kubasagi High School. I have probably four or five hundred people that connect with me. I also started connecting, creating the Westall clan, which is Westall's all over the world. And and I think that people message me all the time, and and I respond to every message I get. So uh, they can do that through Instagram or through uh, uh, through Facebook, or they can get through me on GameFounder.com. GameFounder. At okay. Hey, Frank, uh, we, we're down to the last 30 seconds. I want to thank you so much for taking time thank to come you. on the show. You know you're always uh, uh, welcome on the show. I'd like to thank my great co-host, Michelle Cooley. Most importantly, I'd, I'd like to thank our listening audience for taking time to uh, tune in to the show. And I tell you, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring these great messages to you and bring great guests like Frank. I tell you, we'll be back same time, same place, you know, in a couple of days. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.